Welcome, everybody, to Taurus Tech Talk. This is Robert Parsons. I have my counterpart, Corey Church. And we also have joining us again, Mr. Mark Harrison with Crestron. Thanks again for being here, Mark. Thank you guys for having us again, man. We really appreciate it. It's good to be uh, back here in the Taurus studios uh, and, do it, and talking about what we enjoy and what, what we do for a living. So what's new, man? Before we get into our subject matter, what's going on with you these days? Uh, well, we just got back from master's training, nice. uh, which is our um, certified programmers uh seminar, if you will, uh, conference that we had this year up in uh, Connecticut. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Probably about 1,100 folks showed up for that. Well, uh, it sounds like you're trying to expand that past just programmers, right? Absolutely. Network yeah. professionals, design engineers, etc. Yeah, you know, years ago, really the Crestron programmer was the, the key, and still is for the most part, the key to success behind uh, Crestron Systems. And one thing as the industry has continued to evolve and products have become, I don't want to say easier to deploy, but um, less labor intensive to deploy as far as the configuration yeah. and the programming side, uh, we looked at it and said, look, we, we need these, these certified programmers are very, very important to us. They're an incredible key part of our success. But so are the design engineers for these companies, you know. Uh, so are the, the end users, a lot of end users out there now that are actually making and doing their own designs yeah. and bringing those to, to our customers. So uh, we I mean, opened we're, it up. We're seeing that quite a bit too. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For our larger partners, yeah. they're deploying AV professionals internally to kind of help uh, be the go-between, essentially. You know, the end users are becoming more and more educated every day uh, about what it is that the audio video can bring them uh, in, in their spaces. And, uh, and with that, uh, it's making it more and more complex for us on the manufacturing side because now all of a sudden they're forcing um, you guys as integrators to ask deeper questions, which is good, but it just holds us all more accountable. So anyway, as part of Masters, we're opening that up to a design course where uh, we can bring in designers. We actually opened it up this year for end users. We had um, several end users that showed up and went through our design courses there. Um, and we'll continue to evolve those design courses and uh, and grow that side of our master's training. So hang on, I got a question. What What's it like to party with 1,100 nerds all yeah. at one time? That was my question, too. Well, that's a fair <laughs> question. Sorry I beat you, too. <laughs> you, you know what the best part is? Because that's, I mean. Is no matter how nerdy we are in that group, you're not a nerd anymore. No, you're just a but, dude. No, you're actually like or, on the far side of normal. <laughs> so it's actually kind of cool i mean we've all got props on our head but most of those folks have twin props so <laughs> well said it's, it's pretty cool so it's like hey i'm the normal guy in this so i will probably never get to go to crush on masters for you, one reason and one reason only when it's down the road um hey i felt feel like you guys purposely do it this way i don't know for namesake or not but the the masters like the golf masters is at the exact same time every oh. year when you guys do it so that's weird it is weird right <laughs> it is okay yeah. so yeah uh, so no, no copyright or anything like that but it's just it, a standard word i'm just saying that i'm gonna be glued to a television or physically in augusta georgia what if there was no travel for you to have to go he's already gonna be traveling he said oh you, you're gonna be in augusta do you yeah if i yeah. can be or with all those fine southern gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> hey man, 
They make the best egg salad sandwich. I'm telling you, it's a dollar fifty when you go there. A dollar fifty. It's a dollar fifty. An egg salad sandwich shouldn't be more than a dollar fifty. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we're I think we're getting off on a tangent. But right. If you would go to like a Dallas Cowboys game, yeah, and they they did serve egg salad sandwiches, <laughs> then it would be It'd like seventeen dollars. Yeah, but if it were if it were in Texas, it would be a bacon wrapped egg salad sandwich. That's true. There's That's true. Deep fried and bacon yeah. wrapped. Dan deep fried. Yes. <laughs> So Masters, that's really cool, and I think we had um, we had some presence there as well. You did. So. Uh, Tim Tim was there, mm-hmm. um, and there was there was a lot of folks from from the region. So it was really good. It was a good event. It's a three day event. Um, tons and tons of classes. Um, you know, Crestron puts an awful lot of effort into that event. We actually bring more equipment to Masters historically than we do to Infocom. And um, for our customers uh, viewing and listening, how do you find out about? Masters is it invitation only or how does that work? Uh, it's a mixed bag. So this year was a little different from last year. We're probably going to change some things up for this next year. But the easiest way is if you're a Crestron certified programmer, you get an automatic invite. Okay. Um, on the design path, uh, last year we had some some things that we went by in order to get certain uh, integrators there and certain designers there. This year we changed that a little bit, and then we also opened it up to consultants and end users. And um, this next year, we'll see what we're going to change it to. But but it typically is invitation only. Uh, and Sounds like it's evolving. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the design side is probably the most exciting part of it. Uh, because we do go deep under the hood within the Crestron product family. Uh, how do these products work? Why this product versus that product type of stuff? And even within our own product mixes, you know, when do you want to use this product? When do you want to use that product? Uh, we get into some uh, networking classes, which now, was, as the last podcast we had, you know, video over IP, networking becomes such a crucial part of our, of our industry yeah. that, you know, you don't have to be a network expert, but you need to be able to have the conversation and, and understand what you're being asked of from, from, from the IT professionals that are out there. So, uh, in fact, that was one of the classes was how to communicate with IT professionals. Oh, cool. Um, so that we, you know, we've got to constantly educate our, our, our customers and how to be successful out there as, as was the it, industry changes. Was it titled, I'm a people person? Yes. <laughs> I bring the specs. <laughs> I bring the specs to the professionals. All right, so I have a, a much more important question outside of, outside of that. Do you watch Game of Thrones? I have not watched Game of Thrones until, actually, which is funny, I was at Masters. And so whenever, so I travel all the time, right? Sure. I get to my hotel room. The first thing I do is I find HBO. I turn on the TV, I put it on HBO, and I don't turn it off until I leave the hotel. <laughs> so um, that's, I, a, that's a nice HBO plug right there. Yeah, so, well, and that way, whenever I come in, there's always something going on, and it's like every now and then it kind of catches you, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, what is going on on the TV right now? And it keeps popping up, G-O-T, and I'm like, what is God? And, uh, <laughs> Have you been living under a rock so, for the last eight years? I've been working, I, Netflix, and... Right. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I know um, my friend over here watches Game of Thrones. We're so, two episodes into the final season. So yeah. So then I started watching it, and it's like, oh, this is oh, it's Game of Thrones. Oh, all right, cool, man. I should probably watch this one day. So I mean, I waited for Breaking Bad to get on Netflix before I ever watched that. And yeah, then I've, and, I've, and Breaking Bad it, was amazing, but I've this watched is, it three or four times. Now. Game of Thrones is is I, I can't even say arguably, it's probably the greatest show that's ever been made. All right. Wait. So is this a tech talk podcast? No, nope, nope. You're no, right. You're right. I just, I'm sorry. I, I think he was talking. I, mean, about, I love Game I just of Thrones. To see if, if and, Mark and we because can, we're talking about technology today and and how technology is always available to us. Yes. 
right there on your hip, and you've never watched Game of Thrones, so shame on you. Hold on. I do have something. I did. I watched it at Masters. <laughs> you just, there's a lot to watch, yeah. and you probably got to watch it twice. But my brother-in-law actually works for HBO, and uh, shout out. I'm not going to give anything away. I promise. <laughs> they, um, they were legitimately concerned about uh, episode one of this season crashing on their streaming platform. Wow. And so they were spending copious amounts of money for the bandwidth to buy bandwidth yeah. from every provider on the planet to make sure that it went off without a hitch because they still get crap about, I guess, uh, episode one, season four crashed mid episode. So yeah, they, 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 See, they, a lot of you thought that this was not going to somehow segue into technology, but it definitely has. And there it was, we brought it back. Around. Well, <laughs> and, and, and he's, he's kind of over in charge of the streaming platform as a whole. Oh man. So, heads so, so, roll. so it's not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, so they get to they get to see the episodes of all of the HBO stream shows ahead of time to make sure that there's no Is errors. Speed dial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't get to see it ahead. That that would be against uh, the, their their rules. But I asked him. I was like, so what if somebody leaks details about any of the shows coming up? Not not just Game of Thrones, but any HBO show. It's oh, HBO show. And he was like, be so fired. But he said that's that's probably about the the only thing that would like be insta fired. Yeah. Just don't even come in the next yeah. day. Just don't. <laughs> but uh, seems kind of reasonable. Yeah. I, I think I so. Mean, yeah. yeah. I, I I'm not I don't know that I've ever worked for a place that was had something that was you could just count on it. There's not even a discussion. <laughs> um okay. Sorry. So we got off on a tangent. Well, I was trying uh, to bring it back to technology. But, okay, uh, so so today... Um, speaking of streaming. <laughs> speaking of streaming, our, our primary topic today is going to be the words unified communications. And we're going to discuss today what that means to us, what it means to you, and how it can mean different things to different people, and kind of digging through all that minutia to understand what unified communications really can be. Um, so we've brought Mark in, obviously, to get his his opinion, his professional opinion, being in the industry for so long, and then to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that Crestron is doing around unified communications, uh, to 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 build this whole platform and this agnostic approach, but at the same time giving you all of this growth into the future. So we're pretty excited about that. We're gonna share a couple of things and show a video on that. Um, so what I want to ask both of you to start with is is your definition of unified communications. And I'll start with Mark. Mark, what does unified communications mean to you? So unified communications is really taking the meeting, um, using technology, and trying to bring it back to that, you know, person-to-person -person meeting. So it's using technology to, to have a meeting that's as close to being in person as you can while utilizing the technology that's available for us today. Okay. And Corey, unified communications, what do you feel like that that means to, to us in the pro-AV industry? I don't know that I'm as eloquent as Mark, so <laughs> I, I'm just kind of piggyback off his answer. I, I practiced that one. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't I didn't practice. Uh, kind of the same thing, right, is the, the idea that no matter where we are or what's available, as long as I have an internet, an internet connection, it might be through the display on the wall, the computer on the table... Uh, the cameras on the wall, whatever that is, 
uh, leveraging that to have a meeting or a conversation or a collaboration of some sort where everybody can share ideas equally. Got it. Okay. So some of the providers of, let's say, end-to-end unified communications, we're talking about software, we're talking about hardware, we're talking about phones and video cameras and and I am our instant message and presence. And so some of those major players everyone knows are, are the Microsofts of the worlds, the Cisco's, mm-hmm. um, Zoom, Zoom. Who, who we were talking about earlier before we started the podcast has become publicly traded. Yes. Um, and Stock so those, <laughs> those big players are, are making up portions of a unified communication strategy. And they're looking at how they develop their entire suite of offerings and products uh, to give you what's true unified communications end to end. And so, Mark, tell me a little bit about those players and how Crestron really folds in like that. Yeah, I think that the, the three that you mentioned specifically, and, and there's certainly lots of them out there, but the three that you mentioned specifically really are doing some innovative stuff, really, in here for, the, for our industry at least. You know, 10 years ago, you needed a piece of hardware to have a video conference. Yeah. You know, unified collaboration was, wasn't even a word. You know, uh, we didn't collaborate. We had video calls, basically, yeah. right? We all carry video calls today in our pocket. We well, it's a, it's, a, it's a buzzword that's yeah. that's been grabbed by every industry manufacturer and software developer. This uh, sounds cool. Yeah. It sounds important. Yeah, UC. Yeah, it's I a mean, lot of all, syllables. Think of all the syllables. I mean, it's got to be more important. I'm a UC engineer. <laughs> yes. Um, so, when, but when we look at those three, the three that you mentioned, Microsoft, Zoom, and Cisco, the thing that those three are really making the industry, and remember the end users aware of, is that shift from a hardware meeting to a software meeting. You know, with Microsoft Teams, Skype for Business, with Zoom's interface, and with WebEx, you can do all of those now just based on software. I, I have a question. How is Zoom even in the same sentence as Microsoft and Cisco? When we talk about platforms, yep. I mean... How is how is Zoom being a relatively uh, young company in comparison to Cisco? Because Cisco and Microsoft, in, in the grand scheme of things, are young too, but uh, are, are much further developed. How is it or why is it we're even talking about Zoom on the scale of Cisco or Microsoft? Well, how, did, not, how did that happen? Like, how did we get here? I think, in my opinion, you just look at the record growth. Um, I don't have the exact numbers, but uh, I think I read recently that they've grown something like 200% uh, year after year since their existence. And and that's going to disrupt the market and offer them more market share. But you're right. I mean, you, it's not fair to compare what, let's say, Cisco's example, Cisco offers as far as the full product set to what Zoom offers. I think Zoom is continually growing and advancing their software uh, to give users more and more. Yeah. So I think that, in my opinion, when we're going to customers and and let's say that they're a Zoom shop, they're they're unlocking these things all the time to make life for them a little bit more easier. Zoom doesn't make a phone. You know, they no. don't they don't make a uh, a video camera. Um, well, it's either it, it's for me because hundred percent software. Well, yeah. w- I mean, we're talking about UC specifically. We're not talking necessarily about telephony or video hardware endpoints. I mean, it's, it's an all encompassing brand 
And when we talk about web conferencing, specifically Teams and Skype, et cetera, mm -hmm. uh, Zoom is right there at the top. How did they go from essentially zero market share to maybe an equal third? They're second in the, based on what I've been hearing. Yeah, really? Uh, Microsoft is the largest provider of uh, UC software, obviously with Skype for Business and Teams. Um, second is Zoom, which is, to your point, Corey, it's just amazing. So how um, long is it before uh, a Logitech or a, a Cisco or a Microsoft scoop them up? And just make them part of their their umbrella. Well, I think that they've been down that road before because uh, they the, the folks that created Zoom, um, this is their second go around in creating um, a software based um, UC platform or meeting platform, and that first one was was purchased years ago, and so I'll be it'll be interesting to see if they do even allow themselves to be sold. They may not be willing. Their ownership may not be willing to go down that road again. Huh. Although everybody's got a price. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's let's be realistic. Here. Yeah. Uh, email me for details about my price. Just, <laughs> just putting put yeah. it out there. No, I just it it. I didn't mean to get segued into market share conversation, but it's amazing to me that we're talking. I mean, it, it would be like talking about the major control companies in the market, and then this like third party guy is over here kicking butt, and he's now part of the conversation, but these other two players have been in the market for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Well, I think you think outside the box, you disrupt, you, you have a good marketing strategy. And I think those three things are really what's led them to be one of our topics of conversation today. Yeah. Well, right. and it, you know, the, and they didn't come from outside the industry. Yeah. Yeah. So I, they, they came with years of industry knowledge. So they, they had a, they had a, it wasn't map. an accident. No, it was not an accident. They had a roadmap and they had a plan and they executed it. And, um, Boy, I'll tell you what, they started off, you know, three years ago, um, nobody knew who Zoom was, really. The West Coast did. Uh, the, there was billboards all up and down. There were more Zoom billboards three years ago on the West Coast than there were Apple billboards. And, um, you know, that's whenever we announced our partnership with Zoom at Crestron. Yeah. was at Infocom. And our, being in Texas, I remember thinking, who's Zoom? And within 90 days, it was a weekly conversation. Within six months, it was every meeting conversation. And they continue to come up uh, daily in meetings. So, they're, I mean, they're a legit player in the market. Um, it was just, you know, when we were kind of going over this, it was second nature that they're part of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. It, we didn't even, prior to me asking the question just a minute ago, we, we never even uh, considered the fact that, that they they're, they're reasonably young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, you know, if Cisco's a, you know, a 20-year-old man, Zoom's like the five-year-old in the corner throwing blocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but wearing a cape. Yeah. But wearing a cape. Yeah, but it, yeah, that, that five-year-old's got the superpowers. Yeah. yeah. So it begs the question that, that in you know, our ever-changing world of technology, mm -hmm. and we, let's say we have a, a small business that's growing rapidly. Not unlike Zoom, um, and they're looking to to branch out and find ways to continue to grow as a company, but still be able to communicate just as if I'm sitting here in front of you. How do they choose? How do they pick their strategy to move forward and not put themselves into a corner? Because nobody puts a baby into a corner, right? Um, put themselves <laughs> into a corner 
to to just set themselves up for changes later that maybe have exorbitant costs or come with major headaches. So how do people choose that? Well, I think that's where um, we, we, as you know, at me as a manufacturer, you guys as integrators, you know, our job is to educate. It's to constantly educate and make people aware of what's going on out there. Uh, you know, five, and I got to go back five years ago to get to where I'm going, so bear with me. Okay. Um, five years ago at Crestron, if someone would have approached us and said, you know, I, wanna, I love your hardware and I want to use your hardware, uh, but I really want to use this software with it, uh, they might not have finished the sentence <laughs> before they were shown where, where the, the streets right out there, you should go out there and pedal that out there. Um, but about two years ago, we started really executing on the effort of decoupling our hardware from our software. Uh, because of what was going on in the industry, we look up and, you, you know, we had all these hardware manufacturers in the video codec space for prime example. And now Zoom is considered a major player in this. And what hardware do they make? Yeah. They make no hardware. Well, you don't. So, I mean, uh, yeah, you don't have to. No, well, but but it's but yet you still have to have hardware to pull off these. Meetings. Somebody has to. Somebody has to have hardware, so that's where our challenge is. So us as Crestron, we decided, you know what, we want our Crest, we want our, our hardware to be agnostic. We want to be able to work with whatever software is out there, because Corey, you know, you got you bring up a great point. Where was Zoom three years ago? Where will it be three years from now? Will it who still, will it be three years from now? Who will it be three years from now? And uh, it's I very mean, challenging for us manufacturers. There are very few. There are very few standards-based things around web conferencing specifically at this point. Right. It, it's it's kind of like uh, WebEx works with WebEx and Skype works with Skype, and so then you you've had these uh, players kind of jump in the middle and say, okay, well, I'm an agnostic go-between. Uh, blue jeans being the first example that comes to mind. I will take anything you give me and I'll make it work. Right. So I think that's important, especially for somebody like Crestron, who's um, a heart, you know, the, the idea is that they're essentially a hardware company. We are a hardware company. Now, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of not moving away from that, but you're expanding on that brand yeah. by, by offering some, some cloud-based software, some, some, some on-prem softwares that have nothing necessarily to do with your hard, hardware platform, but it accentuates that brand. Absolutely. Yeah, the, we're, we're definitely a hardware manufacturer that's software dependent. And um, so, I mean, and if you look, and we'll talk more about the FlexPark line here in a little bit about where we're going with that, with our unified communication line. But really, uh, more importantly, I think it's really important that we talk about a company is who a company is, right? And our track record speaks for ourselves. So when we talk about decoupling our hardware from our software, you look at what we did with our scheduling panels. Um, five years ago, if you wanted to use a Crestron scheduling panel, you could. It would work with Outlook Exchange. You know, Office, uh, not Office 365 at the time, but it would work with Outlook or Exchange through a Fusion server. Um, today, it works with seven different scheduling softwares. We're adding more and more as we go, as we continue, and they direct connect without our fusion mm -hmm. software being in, involved in it. And we're continuing to move further and further down that road. You look at our virtual control system, doesn't even require our hardware. Um, it's just our control software. Um, our touch panels working with HTML5 don't require our software. So we're continuing to move to really separate our hardware from our software to make our hardware as agnostic as possible 
while still maintaining control of the success of it, right? Um, that with video conferencing or unified collaborations with UC, it's another area where that becomes, it might even, it's, it's as equally as important as our scheduling is um, because, you know, we don't know who's going to be the big player in three years. It may be the same folks. It might very well be the same folks, but it might not be. You know, you, you just you never know. If anybody does know who that's going to be, let us know because that's a great stock tip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send it over again yeah. um, right here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, so we have to continue to separate those and to try to be agnostic and support every one of them that we can. Um, as a hardware manufacturer, we want to be everyone's hardware manufacturer, obviously. Yeah, and I think thinking in the future, thinking down the path is all the always the way that the great manufacturers need to do. They can't think about just today. They can't think about tomorrow. They need to think 10 years from now. Yes. At least. Absolutely. Um, so what we'd like to do now is we'd like to kind of jump into the flex line. Okay. And before we do that, uh, we're going to show our our viewers a video, which I think we, we watched a little bit earlier. I think it perfectly s starts that, that conversation and yes. really gets through to people to understand what flex can do. So we're going to show that right now. Perfect. Navigating the workday feels like a series of puzzles. You focus more on getting the technology to work than doing your work. It starts at your desk. Your phone is an afterthought. The only people that use it are telemarketers. You get an instant message to review a spreadsheet with your team. Good luck finding a free huddle space. Finally, you found one. You're rewarded with a new challenge, deciphering the mess of cables and remotes. You give up and huddle around a laptop. Frustrated and undercaffeinated, you race off to a video conference with customers. 15 minutes to connect, and half the folks can't see your presentation. This is going great. Late and frazzled, you're off to the executive way. All eyes are on you. Hope you have a PhD in AV. It's a constant grind. You're battling technology, not the business challenges you were hired to solve. If only the technology would work for you, not the other way around. Introducing Crestron Flex first truly unified communications and collaboration platform for the modern workplace. From the workstation to the boardroom, Flex delivers a single, simple, consistent experience. Every time, everywhere. Now your desk phone displays your calendar status and connects you to your team, becoming your personal assistant. You need to review a spreadsheet before the big meeting? Not a problem. You see a huddle space available. Walk in, connect a single cable, and you're sharing your screen. Someone calls from the road? Pair your phone, and everyone gets the answers they need. Confident and prepared, you head to the meeting. No getting lost in the maze. Signage guides you to the correct space. In the room, your meeting appears on the screen. With one touch, you're instantly connected to the UK team. The smart soundbar delivers crystal clear audio and video. Relaxed and ahead of schedule, you're off to the training center. Flex simplifies even the most complex spaces, providing the same interface you've used throughout the day. End to end, every space, everywhere in the world. It's stress-free, simple, and consistent. Because it's all built on an award-winning IoT platform, deploying devices is quick and easy. Crestron Flex can continually evolve, so your technology is finally working for you. Only Crestron can deliver experience like this. That video, pretty awesome. I think it paints a really good picture of, in a very simplified way, of what customer challenges are. Um, I think what I run into so many times, it doesn't matter if I'm meeting with a company of 10 people or I'm meeting a company of 10,000 people, technology gets in the way as opposed to being an aid 
to people. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's been a necessary evil, yeah. you know, for lack of a better term. We, um, when we built our, um, our H, HQ2 over here in Plano, uh, one of the things that we, we did with those rooms was we made it where you didn't have to touch a button to walk in and have a meeting. We could walk in the room. We've got an occupancy sensor. It turns the room on. You plug in HDMI. We get a video sync. You're, you're presenting. And you've never touched one button. And I used to explain to the people of those rooms before we'd walk in, you know, this is the first time that I have seen where technology gets out of its own way. So it's yeah. interesting that, that you say that. Cause, and Flex just kind of takes it to the next to the next level. Um, Corey, did you have something? I was just thinking about technology getting in its own way. And specifically, you see about uh, having to, you know, call a participant, whether it's via their email address or a predetermined meeting room number or all of these things seem to be still a bit complicated, whether it's whether it's WebEx or whether it's Skype. I mean, you've still got to kind of sort of know where you're going and that's, Before you can get there. That's really the cool thing about the flex line. So working with teams as a, as a native native relationship, well, we have native control within the Teams environment of the Skype for Business environment. It's a one-touch join. I, I send out a, an Outlook meeting request, right? I invite Corey to the meeting. I invite the room to the meeting. As soon as I invite the room to the meeting, the meeting credentials are already set up in that flex system. I walk in, and the meeting time is sitting right there on the panel. You just yeah. hit join, and... Every, all of a sudden, the meeting gets started, and you don't have to overthink it. You know, you don't have to get into all these different, okay, I want to join the meeting, then I want to do this, then I want to... Yeah, just, not connecting your computer, dialing into the bridge, entering your passcode, participant ID, all these but, extra steps that, yeah. you know, sometimes a meeting starts at 3 o'clock, it's actually 3.10 before that meeting starts. Oh, a lot of times it is. Um, in fact, wonder what the wonder what the ROI is on... Oh, man. Meeting so setup. We did, I, I know we actually did a study on this. You did okay. Yeah, we did a study on this years ago. Uh, I say years ago, probably about four or five years ago. And the average meeting space without technology, took or without automation, took fifteen minutes to get the meeting started. No big deal, right? You've got five people hmm. in the room. Who are you actually taking and putting in that room for that meeting space? Your lowest paid employees or your higher paid employees? Typically, it's your decision makers, which means that they're fairly expensive. So if you've got four of them in there for 15 minutes, you just lost an hour of productivity. Right? Well, we've we've joked around here. If Robert and I and Aaron or Kevin or Nora or any of the other, yeah. you know, uh, folks who are kind of responsible for making sure the ship stays upright, so to speak. Yep. Um, if if we're all in a room and we're conversating or even arguing over a topic that's a delta of a couple of hundred bucks, you just spent we, more than that arguing. We we've yeah. spent more than that. Yes arguing over it so yeah I, it took me a while to kind of learn that and go you know what it doesn't matter it it, it it's a hundred bucks spend the money with it's yeah. cheaper to spend it than then and it, it go nowhere than for us to stand here and continue to talk about exactly it. so i yeah. i'm I, you know kind of my question was and you said you started or you uh Crestron had done a a study on it. it now with uc and with one touch dialing and and as long as the meetings are scheduled appropriately how much time are these organizations saving? And oh, and wow. what's the average length of these meetings in the first place? It, you know, we're probably going to have a 30 or 45 minute conversation today, but I'd venture a guess most of these UC meetings, um, unless they're true collaboration where they're working on a product together for many, many hours, 
they're, they're meeting for, for 15 to 45 minutes on average. Yeah. If they're taking 10 to 15 to get it set up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so now you're doubling that 15 minute meeting. Right. Or adding 30% more to your 45 minute meeting. I so mean, I think. It adds the, up in a hurry. I think the biggest thing that, you know, we could sell on and what manufacturers and these software developers could sell on is. I'm saving you time, thus saving you money. And the pitch has long been... The system's free. Yeah. It pays for itself. It's it's not an expense. It's just you're paying it forward instead of paying it and getting bled out over time with all this dead time from your, your employees. Well, you still have to, even today, we still have to explain what the cost savings is. I, I'm sure Robert remembers and I remember explaining how much money we could save you with video conferencing. Outfit a couple of dozen rooms across your entire organization spread out over the U.S. Yes. And I can cut your travel costs by at least 50%. Yes. What's your travel cost budget this year? Uh, $400,000, $500,000? That room just got real cheap, didn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. need half of that. Yeah, exactly. Once. Get, because you get to continue to save that year over year. Right. So with, with Crush on Flex, there's a lot of flavors, right? Mm -hmm. There's four different flavors. Okay, today. and and the the four flavors. So with Flex, I mean, are there really competitors in the market that that are producing something like the Flex line? There's um, nobody producing anything like the complete Flex line. So we'll talk. I want to talk about those offerings in a minute. But the other one I want to talk about that popped up in the meeting was um, Microsoft's IoT Partner of the Year. So Crestron was awarded Microsoft's Internet of Things Partner of the Year. There's 34,000 people or companies that were eligible for that. Wow. That's a legit award, right? And um, a lot of it has to do with the flex line, but the other part is the XIO cloud part that was brought up in there. And that's probably another conversation that, that we need to have is XIO cloud at some point. Um, but that's a big deal. So our partnership with Microsoft, it's solid. It's been there for a long time. We've been, it's something we have worked on for years and years and years to get there. Um, and yes, there are, so part of the flex line is phones. We know we have teams endpoints that function as phones. You can, you know, I have people all the time, well, can I call and order a pizza from that? Yes. If you like pizza, you can call and order a pizza <laughs> from that. You know, it's no, it'll make a phone call. I mean, it's teams supports all of that. Um, so we've got the phone, we've got the mercury for the small, you know, four to six, maybe eight people meeting space. Uh, we've got our soundbar system that honestly it was built for, a room of about 12 to 14. And I don't know what our engineers did, but the microphones in it are phenomenal. And we've seen it deployed. We've deployed it ourselves in rooms up to 25, to almost 30 people, and it works great. Um, so it really takes that, that meeting room up a yeah. notch without having to uh, spend a lot of money. And then we have um, the C system, which allows you to get into the full custom room. You know, which is so if we, we look at the flex line, really the goal was, and they said it in the video, was to go from the, um, the desktop to the executive boardroom with the same user experience. Because what do people say? I don't know how to get a meeting started. How do I do yeah. this? If we can give them the same user interface or the same user experience across all of those platforms, then everybody knows how to have a meeting. And we can, that return on investment becomes instant the day you start deploying this flex product. The other thing that we've done is we've made it agnostic. We want the, this line um, to be able to run multiple things because, as we said, we don't know where the, where the future holds. I mean, yeah. today, Microsoft is the worldwide leader right. in it. Personally, I don't see that going anywhere. Uh, they're just so big. You know, everybody 
in three or four years, we'll have a team's account. Now, whether they choose to use it or not is within that organization. Um, well, it, all of our users here have yeah. teams accounts. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's it's probably underutilized for us today since I see that a lot. We've you know we've kind of adopted personally you know Cisco WebEx, mm -hmm. uh, but when we upgraded our Office 365 account, you got teams. Everybody got teams magically. Yeah, yeah. And, and and we use it. We use it for for testing. We use it for a lot of things, but it's not has yet to have been adapt, adopted as a you know. A primary business function for us. It's the first thing I look at every morning whenever I turn my laptop on is my teams. Yeah. Because I'm part of like probably 30 different channels currently. Uh -huh. And somebody somewhere has entered something in the middle of the night. That was a question that was they woke up and said, oh, I got to post this real quick. Because it gives you that constant chat window, if you will, right. amongst all of your teams. We use it that way. We use it for all of our meetings at Crestron. Uh, I mean, we're... I'm not a power user of Teams, but I'm a heavy user of, of, te of right. Teams for sure. Uh, five but, months ago, companies would say, because you know, I meet with end users yeah. as well as integrators, and they would say, no, we're a X house. You know, We only use this for our collabor collaboration. That's all we're going to use. So I don't even want to talk about uh, Teams or Skype for Business or anything. Okay, that's fine, because we have products that will go around all, yeah. the other, all the other stuff as well. Um, so let's certainly let's talk about that and how we can leverage the Crestron product line to give you the best experience using those solutions. And um, about two and a half months ago, almost every one of them that told me six months ago they didn't want to talk about it said, yeah, can you come back and let's have that Teams conversation. <laughs> Just happening organically. Yeah. Well, it's it's being pushed from the Microsoft side. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's, that's a good thing. So we, you asked about we kind of left that question to other people make products in these, this area. Yes, they do. There are other folks that make phones. There are other folks that make a little one-room meeting system, but there is not one other manufacturer that gives you the exact same user experience, user interface across every one of the platforms, um, from that boardroom all the way down to the, to the, to the, to the desk. Uh, we're the only one that can, can deliver all of that end-to-end -end in one solution. Well, and one of the things that Robert and I... Uh, is important to us in these tech talks is that it doesn't turn into a giant commercial, basically. Sure. And the the this is kind of starting to sound like a flex commercial, right? <laughs> but I want to make sure everybody understands that there are a very limited number of players in the agnostic space as it relates to UC. Uh, it, they exist, but cell phones for instance there there are a number of manufacturers who offer cell phones so if we were having a conversation about cell phones it would be easy to stay kind of down the middle track but when we're talking about um, an engine that bridges teams and skype and zoom etc uh, there are very few so this ends up kind of sounding like a flex commercial because what other product are we going to talk about, um, you know, aside from maybe a, a Logitech-based product, which still is not as agnostic? And, and I think that's a, a challenging conversation for this particular tech talk. Well, well, I think what you brought up is a good point. So as an integrator, we look at Flex as being that solution that we can deploy to all different meeting spaces like you were talking about. But in addition to that, uh, to think outside the box, we can pair this with an automation system. And and now, not only do we have our one button press to join a meeting, but 
Let's say that I want to conveniently sit there at my seat and lower the shades or lower the lighting or use a document camera. You know, I can utilize the exact same thing that's already in front of me and go and use that for a control panel as well. And I think that's a, a huge deal for customers to understand that, yeah, we can make the rooms as simple as you need, but some of those rooms are going to require a little bit more automation. A lot. Yeah. It's about and, one out of 10 is what we see. Yeah. And, well, and, and Taurus is probably more than one out of 10. Yeah. I mean, being a design build firm, we're heavy on automating things for, for our folks. Mm -hmm. Because, again, like we talked about earlier, if the user experience isn't good, regardless of the technology, you see uh, hardware-based video conferencing, simply a TV on a wall with a cable on the table. If it's not automated... Uh, people start to shy away. Yes. So Robert and I and the rest of the team here have really pushed automation as as a function. So all the way down to the bottom of, of, of the list, to the top of the list, we're offering automation for that very reason. Yeah. Well, and you, you said a word, user experience. To me, see, for years, the user experience was how they use the room anymore. And, and we alluded to this earlier with the... Uh, the in enterprise partners or the, the end users have hiring their own AV professionals. Yeah. Part of their user experience is maintaining and supporting those rooms as well after the fact. And so, uh, you know, that's one of the areas where as you get into supporting these multiple types of spaces where there's meetings going on, who do you call for help whenever things go bad? You know, because, look, we, our products never break. Right. I mean, everybody, every manufacturer <laughs> wants to say that, right? We never have problems with our products. Nobody it's technology. It works 100% of the time. It, exactly. And so, but when things go bad, that's your opportunity to fall flat on your face or to shine. And if you have 17 different folks you have to call to get the solution for that, you've really shifted the odds closer to falling on your face. That's right. Whereas if there's one to call for, no matter where that failure is, you've shifted the odds towards success. And, and that's one of the reasons that we really like our position in these spaces. Um, so to turn it back to a commercial course. <laughs> <laughs> and just for, <laughs> for our viewers um, to, to confirm, as far as the different platforms that Flex works with, mm -hmm. uh, can you explain that a little bit for us? Yeah, so right now the Mercury is agnostic. Okay. You can work with any software platform that you want out there, um, or it can be native Skype for business or native Teams okay. or native Zoom. Okay. So it'll work with, with those three natively without having to bring any other hardware piece into the room. Okay. Uh, the soundbar, we have a dedicated Teams and Skype for Business one. So, and we have one that's agnostic. And you can use the soundbar with control to use any of the other software platforms that you want. And then in the C-Series, which is the full custom one, you can do whatever you want with that. But the, the touch panel that comes with the, the B, the soundbar, mm -hmm. and the C is our standard touch panel. But in the configuration of the touch panel, literally when it boots up, it, it says to launch applications. And one of the applications is Skype for Business, Teams, or Zoom. And you press it, and it launches the touch panel right in that mode. You know your meeting credentials, and you're up and running. Um, if you need to go custom because you're using one of the other software platforms that are out there, then you go into user project, and you just write it the way that we've, we've done for years. Perfect. Um, so I think, is there anything else that we wanted to add to that? I do want to share with the users a couple more bits of information, but is there anything no, else we want so. to touch on on the Flex? 
So I think that's it for now. I mean, well, I think we do want to talk about where we can see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a great idea. So um, Crestron over in Plano. We can see it at our at our location in Plano. Um, any of our regional offices today scattered around the country would, is more than likely going to have it. I'd be surprised if we have any offices that don't have it. I know we've got it in California. We've definitely got it in Chicago. Uh, Atlanta for sure has it. Virginia. Um, so any of our regional offices, Arizona, anywhere that you're at, just reach out to your local regional office and they will have it. Um, I think you meant reach out to Taurus Technologies <laughs> and we'll be happy to set up a meeting. We would love to have people reach out to Taurus Technologies and set That's up a meeting thought. to come to Plano and take a look at it. <laughs> yes. Um, we also show uh, several of the products here for testing purposes. Um, and, and so it really doesn't matter to us which, which location you want to go to. If you want to see some other technologies, we have them here. And I think it's also important to, to point out that we also have some upcoming shows, probably the biggest here in the United States, Infocom. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you guys will be showing that as well as a lot of other cool products, maybe even some new stuff, right? Oh, there'll definitely be some new stuff, yeah. And Flex will be one of the highlights of Infocom, but there will be several others as well. There always is. Um, and, you know, to, court, to your point earlier about you guys having it here for testing and other things, uh, that's something that you guys do that's pretty unique. Um, you know, years ago when we, we had a product that was launched and I'm talking to Corey, I'm like, come on, let's put this in. And Corey's like, I think I know this product. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> and Corey's like, um, well, we need, we need to test it first. And I'm like, great. And so we worked it out and we brought it over here for testing. And, um, I remember thinking at the time that makes the success and so much easier down the road to know that you're going to put in the time ahead of time to really vet this product. Like, is it a good product? Okay. Checkbox. Is it a good product for our customers and the way we do things? That's a different checkbox. And uh, I, I really like the fact that you guys do that. Well, we have Flex set up in the Cowboys conference room right now yeah. and been beating it up for the last uh, two weeks. And, and you weren't and that, kidding. The built-in microphones on the, on the, the soundbar, soundbar portion, they are pretty phenomenal. It's, it was, I was pleasantly surprised. And we get all the um, way out of that room into the hallway. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't test it out of the room, but anywhere I stood in the room, yeah, was yeah. really pretty good. Yeah, uh, it's a. Uh, we did a great job on with those. Did you guys partner with somebody on those, or did you? I'm not sure what we did with those microphones. To be honest with you, um, I've heard varying stories back and forth, and so that I could maintain plausible deniability, I've never asked the, the product manager <laughs> okay, what it is we did. <laughs> Um, so I'd like to thank Mark again for joining us. We really appreciate having you here. Um, your professional opinions, your time in the industry are, are very valuable to us. And we hope that the, the listeners got an opportunity to learn a little bit more about unified communications, how Crestron is now, um, got the flex line that can fit into a lot of their solutions. So we're really excited about that. Um, we'd also like to get your feedback. If you have any questions for us, you want to hear more about Unified Communications, you want to hear more about Crestron Flex, or any of the other styles of um, technologies that are out there in the industry, give us a call or shoot us an email at info at touristtechinc.com. And again, we appreciate you joining us on Taurus Tech Talk. Y'all have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, guys.